teach an old dog a new trick. I think it's time to sit, stay, listen. Welcome to Sit, Stay, Listen with the Kentucky Humane Society. I'm your host, Kate Sale, certified professional dog trainer, coming to you from Forward Radio 106.5 FM. At Sit, Stay, Listen, we are here to answer your questions about your pets, their behavior, and why they do what they do. You can send your questions to the Kentucky Humane Society Facebook page or send an email to behavior at kyhumane.org. You can find all of the previous episodes of Sit, Stay, Listen on the Forward Radio website. That is forwardradio.org, along with all of the other programming available from your grassroots community radio station. And remember that Forward Radio is listener-supported, so don't forget to hit that donate button to support radio by the people for the people. Well, the 4th of July might be a whole month away, but to those of us in the behavior community, it is right around the corner. What a lot of people don't know is that there are more pets that go missing on the 4th of July than any other day of the year. The 4th of July might be a lot of fun for us humans, but for our pets, it can be a scary day. There's just a whole lot going on that they do not understand, a lot of pops, explosions, bright lights, and it can be a scary and confusing experience for some of our pets. And while we can't necessarily control what's going on in the world around us, the same way that we can't stop a thunderstorm, there is a lot that we can do both ahead of time, if we start soon enough, and on that day, to help our pets and to make this experience a lot less stressful and a lot less scary for them. So on this week's show, I'm gonna talk about the things that we can do ahead of time, the steps that we can take, the supplies to have ready, and then we're also going to talk about what we can do the day and the evening of while there are actively fireworks going off to help this experience be a little easier on our pets and ultimately a little easier on us. So first things first, nobody knows your pet better than you do. We all have things that stress out our pets. If you have a pet that doesn't like thunderstorms and is uncomfortable with loud noises, or if you and your pet have struggled through this holiday before, then you already know that the 4th of July is difficult for them or is likely to be a little more challenging. So the things that we talk about for the 4th of July are going to be right in line with the same sorts of things you want to do to help your pet during a thunderstorm. If your pet already has any of these challenges, it's going to be twice as important that you take some steps ahead of time and to help them prepare for the inevitable fireworks that are gonna be going off. And if your pet is pretty laid back and could care less about loud noises and flashing lights, or if you have a brand new puppy that's never been through this before, then you might not be as concerned. However, I would caution you against ignoring it and assuming that they will not have a hard time. Definitely put some prep in place, take some steps. If all goes well, your dog will have a lovely 4th of July where they get to enjoy a little extra attention and some very special treats. And if they do have a hard time, you are prepared, you know how to help them. And if they are a brand new puppy, it's their first 4th of July, or they're just a new dog to your home, 
Making sure that you follow these steps is going to be extremely important to be as safe, positive, and low stress as possible for this year and all of the 4th of Julys ahead. However your dog handles different situations, this episode is absolutely for you. So getting started, as we all know, especially if you live in a more urban area, 4th of July, particularly shooting off fireworks, starts well before the 4th of July. Chances are you have already started to notice fireworks going off in your neighborhood. At least I know I have. So it is never too early to have some tasty treats available in your household. I like to have a couple of dishes around my home easily accessible but out of reach for my dogs. And if you hear that unexpected pop, that unexpected bottle rocket, you can easily grab a treat and toss it to your dog. This process is called classical conditioning. You hear a sound, something good happens. So rather than just hearing the sound and completely ignoring it, What we're doing is trying to associate a sound that might be concerning or not fun with something good. I hear a bang, a firework goes off, ooh, I get a treat. Okay, cool. Maybe that sound isn't so bad. So that's something that you can start right away. And you could take this a step further if you'd like, and if your dog has a particularly difficult time, this is something I would suggest. You can go on to YouTube, and find some firework sounds. What's nice about finding sounds that you can utilize is that you can control that volume. So you can start to play the sounds of fireworks on a very low volume, play a short clip of some firework sounds, hand your dog some treats. Firework sounds, hand your dog some treats. And what we're doing again is we are just pairing a sound with a reward. So we're teaching our dog that this sound means that something good is going to happen. And then as they get more comfortable, we can slowly start to increase that volume a little bit at a time. It is very important that the sound happens first, by the way. We don't want to give them the treat and then play the sound, or we could actually make the treat scary. So very important that the sound happens first, and then we hand them that reward. So starting to pair the sound of the fireworks with something tasty and fantastic, and the tastier the better, especially if we can start to play them at a very low volume that is comfortable for them to start well before the 4th of July can start to help our dog be a little more comfortable with that sound. One of the other things I always encourage people to do is check the perimeter of your yard. Check all of your gates, check all of your fences, If there are places that you know your dog has gotten out, if you have areas of your fence that you're not sure are particularly secure, a loose latch, if your dog has gotten out your front door. These are all things that you want to be aware of and fix in advance. Now we're going to talk about taking your dog out on 4th of July and how to do that safely. But again, remember that these fireworks start well before the actual day. So making sure that any potential issues with your fencing in your yard are identified and addressed sooner rather than later is very, very important. So make sure that you check your yard, check your gates, 
check your latches and make sure that your yard is safe and secure. If your dog has challenges with loud noises, with thunderstorms, or has general anxiety challenges, this is a great time to have a conversation with your veterinarian. Let them know that you are thinking through 4th of July, if they've had issues with thunderstorms before. You can potentially talk to your vet about medication options on an as-needed basis. Your vet might be able to recommend some over-the-counter supplements or other options for your dog. Just be sure that anything you give your dog, especially if it is prescription medication, was specifically prescribed for your dog for this particular use. That conversation with your vet is incredibly important. Now, outside of medication that you would discuss with your vet in advance, there are some other things that you can try. A lot of people have seen success with things like thunder shirts or a happy hoodie. These are products that essentially work like a swaddle. They wrap your dog nice and tight, and some dogs really find the pressure very, very calming. So if this is something that you know works well for your dog or something you've thought about trying, give that a try between now and 4th of July. Works great with some dogs. Some dogs couldn't care less. So if it's something that you think might help or something that you've wanted to try, it definitely won't hurt to give it a shot. Just remember, like any piece of equipment, especially new equipment, they should only be wearing it under direct supervision. And if you do not have puzzle toys or Kongs at home, now is a great time to start to do things like that. So a Kong style toy is great, particularly for something like this, because we have the opportunity to come up with all kinds of fun recipes, we can actually stuff that Kong and then we can freeze it. So not only is it July and we are in Kentucky, so let's be real, our dogs would probably very much appreciate a popsicle, but when we have a full Kong that has also been frozen, that's a great project for our dogs and a great way for them to have something else to focus on and if they are a little stressed out, it gives them somewhere to put that energy and something positive to do. So get started on this now. Try a few different recipes and give your dog a chance to get used to a fully stuffed and frozen Kong, if this is gonna be something that is new to them. And don't forget to ask your vet what they recommend in terms of those Kong recipes and be sure that you're picking things that are going to be good options for them and are going to be suitable to their diet. And if you don't want to go through the whole process with stuffing and freezing your Kongs, finding some other long-lasting chews is a great option. When you choose a long-lasting chew, this is another great conversation to have with your vet. Make sure that you're picking something that is going to be safe and healthy for them and is not going to become a choking hazard as they chew on it and it gets smaller. And lastly, one of the things that we recommend that you do, or rather recommend that you don't do, is it is best that you do not leave your dogs home alone on the 4th of July 
especially if your dog is new to your home or if this is your dog's first 4th of July with your family or if you know that your dog has anxiety challenges. Being home alone can be very scary and very stressful for our dogs on the 4th of July. So whether you make plans to stay home with them or you find a sitter to stay with your dogs, but one way or another, it's generally best to have somebody at home with your dogs on the 4th of July. This can keep your dog from panicking and escaping their crate or getting out of your house, getting destructive, or just generally having a really bad time. You're there to comfort and support them, and somebody is there and is able to keep them safe if they do have a serious problem, which is absolutely invaluable. And that is often an arrangement that you need to make in advance because we do understand that it is a holiday. So that's something that you definitely want to think of ahead of time. You are here with Sit, Stay, Listen with the Kentucky Humane Society. We are talking about helping to prepare your pets for a safe and happy 4th of July. And we'll be back after a short break with some original music by John 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 Slater. About lost my brain Cause it's riding On an eastbound train Cause it's been one long year In the longest day But who's counting Anyway On this side of town Going call, never hear no thunder. How your name at all? No, I never seen no lightning. Oh, you let it go and call, never hear no thunder. Welcome back to Sit, Stay, Listen with Kentucky Humane Society, coming to you from Forward Radio 1065 FM. If you missed the beginning of this episode, you can visit our website, forwardradio.org, to catch this episode in its entirety, along with all of the previous episodes of Sit, Stay, Listen. Today we are talking about the 4th of July and all of the challenges that can come with that for our pets. 4th of July is really stressful for our dogs and for our cats, But the good news is that there are a lot of things that we can do to help them both ahead of 4th of July and on the day or the week of, as we know, fireworks start well before the actual 4th of July. So we spent the first half of our episode talking about the things that you can do ahead of time to prepare for that coming holiday. That's why we are airing this episode a full month ahead of the actual 4th of July, way in the beginning of June. And the second half of our episode, I'm going to focus on the things that you want to do on the actual day or week of 4th of July so that you can help your pets have maybe not a great time, but the most comfortable experience that they can with your help and support. So we talked about the supplies that you want to have in place, the practice that you've been doing, the pieces that you've already pulled together. So... If you have gotten your puzzle toys ready, 
You've decided that you're going to use something like a Thundershirt. Hopefully you've already had a conversation with your vet. They may have recommended some supplements. It's possible that they may have recommended or prescribed some medication. If you've decided that you're going to stuff and freeze some Kongs, you want to have all of that stuff together and ready to go. And like we discussed the first half of this episode, you still want to have those little treat stations around your house. So those dishes of really fun, tasty treats. Very easily accessible to you, but out of your dog's reach. Because, as we know, throughout the day or the week leading up to 4th of July, and yes, the days following 4th of July, you're going to have those unexpected fireworks, those unexpected pops, bottle rockets going off. And if you have these little treat stations available to you, or even better, if you are like myself and you have a habit of wearing a bait bag around your house, that's your fanny pack full of super fun, tasty treats for your dogs. When you hear a firework go off or one of those sounds, you can kind of make a fun, happy sound, woohoo, and hand your dog a treat. Remember that we are trying to associate a sound that they might find concerning or they're not sure about with something positive. A sound that we don't know about or a sound that we're not sure we're comfortable with equals something good. So what we're doing is ultimately just trying to change the emotional response that comes with that sound. Oh, that sound means I'm going to get a piece of chicken. Maybe it's not so bad. And especially on the day, on 4th of July, the tastier the treats, the better. Chicken is your best friend. Super high value. And when I say high value, some people might like to use hot dogs or cheese. Whatever you use, talk to your vet about it first. I like chicken generally, just plain old chicken because it's not quite as rich it's not high in sodium like hot dogs or cheese but whatever you use talk to your vet make sure it's something that they recommended that they're comfortable with so another game that I like to play in my household is food from the sky we do this with thunderstorms as well so when we hear a firework I will take a handful of kibble or treats or whatever I happen to have in my bait bag and go woohoo and throw up a little handful of treats and fireworks make food rain from the sky. That's pretty fun. So if fireworks or thunder, whichever you're working with, makes food rain from the sky, maybe that's not such a terrible thing. The only thing I'll note with that is if you have any animals in your house that have a history of resource guarding, so being protective or possessive of food, this is not a game for your household. So just be very mindful of that. This is only to be done with animals that are good at sharing. But if your animals share well, and this is with humans and other dogs and other animals in general, then food from the sky can be a wonderful game. If your dogs are refusing treats, this is not uncommon for a dog that is really, really anxious, nervous, uncomfortable. It's okay. You don't want to continue to try and push those treats or force those treats. That's just a sign that, hey, your dog is really stressed. They're really uncomfortable and they're just not in a position to take food rewards. So we just want to try and move forward with looking for other ways to help them 
feel a little more comfortable. And that's where we can look at some of those options like that thunder shirt or that happy hoodie or one of the things that your vet may have recommended like a medication or a supplement based on the conversation that you had with them. Now there are a couple of things that we want to do to prepare our home as well. Keeping lights on inside, lots and lots of lights, especially as it starts to get dark outside is really important. If there are bright flashy lights outside and it's dark inside of our house, obviously the flashing lights from the fireworks are going to be much easier to see when our house is dark on the inside. So keeping our house well lit, nice and bright, is a great way to kind of dampen that flashing a little bit. And then white noise, having music on, having the TV on, and maybe having the volume up a little higher than you might usually. Our dogs do have sensitive ears, but if we can use the music or the TV to drown out some of the firework sound, they're going to be a lot more comfortable with the television than they would be with those fireworks. So obviously we don't want it too, too loud. We want our dog's ears to be comfortable, but we would like to try and cover up some of that firework sound too. So have the TV on, have some music on, keep those lights on. And if your dog is still taking food reward, playing games with them can be great. So setting them up with hide and seek games, getting them set up with their frozen Kong, giving them an activity to do, or even playing basic training games can be a lot of fun. So engaging your dog can be super helpful. Now before it's time to actually settle in for the big show, if you will, and in a perfect world, your dog will be fully unaware that there is any sort of a big show going on, we want to make sure that our dog has had a chance to Go for a walk, ideally, if that's something that's going to be appropriate. Now, if there are fireworks going off in your neighborhood, if it's noisy, if it's really busy, going for a walk might not be a great option for them. We don't want them to be in a situation where a firework goes off and you're a mile from home and your dog is absolutely terrified. So doing some exercise and enrichment closer to home might be a better option but you wanna make sure that your dog has the opportunity to get out, to get some exercise, use their brain, stretch their legs, and have an outing as well so that when the evening comes around, they're actually ready to settle down a little bit. So make sure that your dog gets some activity during the day. However, if you usually go to the park or anywhere that you may take your dog off leash, The 4th of July is not an appropriate time to let your dog off leash really for any reason. It is a time to keep your dog leashed, behind a fence, safe and secure. And then getting closer to actual nighttime, the later it gets in the day, the more important it is to make sure that you take your dog out on a leash. Yes, even in your own backyard, and make sure that whatever they are wearing, it is secure, properly fitted, and in good condition so that they do not have the ability or opportunity to slip out of or escape equipment. 
Now, in the first half of the show, we talked about how important it is to make sure that you check your gates, check your fences, check your windows, check your doors. Remember that more animals go missing on the 4th of July than any other day of the year. When some animals are afraid, they panic and take off and find ways to get out when they're afraid. So you want to make sure that you check all of those things so that your yard and your house are as secure as possible. However, I would absolutely encourage you to think of your fences and your gates as plan B's. Those are there as a safety net. So you don't want to rely solely on the fence in your yard, even if on a regular day it's totally adequate. Take your dog out on leash. Be out there with them. Partially that's for their safety and security, but it's also in case they get scared and they need your help and support. Take high-value treats with you. Make sure you give them lots of rewards. If they get frightened, bring them back inside quickly. Give them a chance to handle their business and try and get them out before the fireworks start. You don't want to get close to dark right before everything starts and then realize they haven't had a chance to go out and potty for the last couple hours. So get them out, get their business handled, and make sure that they are ready to settle in for a while just before the sun sets. And I said it before and I'm going to say it again. Plan to stay home with your pets or make sure you have a pet sitter or somebody that can be home with them. This is especially important if this is your pet's first 4th of July, whether they are a young dog, new puppy, you already know that they have trouble with this holiday and loud noises, or they were adopted in the last year and they've never been with you for 4th of July. It's almost impossible to predict how they're going to respond to something like this, especially if you live in an urban area or somewhere that is particularly active on the 4th of July. So make sure that your pet has somebody there looking after them and that they have support. And one last word before we go today. There's a lot of old advice out there that says don't comfort a frightened dog or you're encouraging that fear. We're going to go ahead and throw that right out the window. If your dog is afraid and you want to curl up with them and pet them and wrap them up in a blanket and hang out with them, and that is something that your pet finds encouraging and comforting and reinforcing, go for it. You are doing no damage to your dog by providing them comfort. Remember that fear is not a behavior. It's an emotional response. And ignoring your dog and not providing them comfort and support in a situation where they're already afraid can make that situation that much scarier. Not only are you afraid, but you're alone and I'm not going to help you. That sounds terrible. So if your dog is asking for comfort, for petting, wants to climb into your lap and be cuddled, go for it. Now the other side of that is if your dog does not want to be cuddled, does not want to be petted, they would just like to maybe climb under your bed, go to the closet and hide in a safe place, that's okay too. Just make sure that you know where they are, you know that they're safe, 
and that you're sitting nearby to keep them company and so that you can keep a close eye on them. At the end of the day, you know your pet best and your most important job is to keep your pet happy, healthy, and safe. And hopefully these pointers for this very exciting and very stressful day of the year will help you do just that. Thanks for tuning in to Sit, Stay, Listen with the Kentucky Humane Society on Forward Radio 106.5 FM. Be sure to visit our website, forwardradio.org, and hit that donate button to support radio by the people for the people. Everybody take care and have a great rest of your day. I think it's time to sit, stay, listen.